Hello, my ladies, my gays, my theys, and the men who get it. My name is Reagan, and this is the F the Nice Guy podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. She is my sister, Peyton. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello. This is the first time I have had a podcast guest that is present while I am recording, like in the same room. So we're, we're taking big steps today. Exciting times. Exciting times. Now, obviously, I know your stories. <laughs> yeah, you were present for some of them, yes. Yes, and I love them all. Uh, so I'm psyched to, to share your stories with the world. So you know what this podcast is about. We're shredding nice guys. Of course. You have dated many. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> you dated so many nice guys. Yeah. Pretty much all of them. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, I would I would definitely say you have the most like stereotypical. Yes. Yeah. Like we've talked about the the different types of nice guys and there's like the the manipulative like I'm pretending to be nice but I yeah, really I am know, a jerk. Yeah, I know. I I'm putting this on on purpose. Yes. I yes, that is <laughs> You had the want loss. Yeah. Aww. Or you're like, I've my new thing is if I ever say aw about a guy like run, and I feel like that is your dating history is aw. Yeah. Prior to to your now husband, he's great. Yes. So. Yeah. He uh we've made it. He yeah, he's quite the exception to my general rule, as it turns out. What like you are truly one of the nicest people <laughs> I know. Like actually nice. So it is it is a sad it is a sad tale, but enough about just talking around it. Let's get to. It. Let's share some stories. Let's talk about it. What gem are you excavating for us today? Ooh, um, I, I uh, let's go to the vault. Let's uh, let's find uh, a classic from. Oh, what treasure shall we unearth today? Um, well, one that definitely comes to mind was a guy that I dated when I had just gotten out of grad school. Um. There's uh, not so much the actual dating. It was more the way that it ended. That was uh, peak nice guy shenanigans. Uh, so yeah, so we, we've talked about before how uh, my dating history, especially in my 20s, which I didn't really date before my 20s. So anyway, um, is quintessentially the first 15 to 20 minutes of a rom-com like literally the only thing that hasn't happened was I didn't catch anybody in bed with anybody else but just as far as the just absolute nonsense that starts the story off yes that is that was me truly and and by that we're talking about listeners we're talking about like in the rom-com where the girl is like on these like terrible like dates or like all these bad guys and like this is like not real life like this is so ridiculous this is a rom-com we're not talking about like when she meets the guy we're talking about like the guys before that right where you're like oh my god i'll never find the right one you that act one of the movie uh and i'm also incredibly clumsy so it works out anyway so uh i was dating this guy uh and we had started dating the summer i graduated from grad school and then i moved out of state for work for a year i had a year-long contract and um we decided we wanted to stay dating because we liked each other and we're felt like giving long distance a try um and as everybody knows that usually doesn't go well but it seemed like it was not going poorly um 
you know, he still lived in the area. So I would come home and visit a lot because that's where our family is. And uh, we Zoomed a bunch. He came out to visit me. Anyway, as far as I knew, everything was <laughs> fine. Um, I mean, you know, yeah. It seemed, it seemed, yeah, like vanilla fine. It seemed just Hallmark fine. Yeah. <laughs> Not spicy, but fine. Just, you know, no trouble towards the end of my contract. Um, I was, you know, like two months away from moving back home. Uh, one of his very, very good friends was getting married. Um, and so we were going to the wedding together. So I um, planned to take a week off so I could uh, come home, do all the wedding stuff and spend some time with my family. And getting that much time off at my job was almost impossible. I had to beg, borrow, plead. So, you know, and, you know, I, you know, paid for a flight home and, you know, that was not cheap at the time. Um, probably cheaper than it is now, but still. Uh, anyway, and so leading up to the week of the wedding, um, we seemed to be having a little bit of trouble connecting. Like we, he wasn't texting me back as much. Um, we were still Zooming, but, you know, obviously at that point I knew him fairly well and could tell like things were a little bit strained, but I figured it was more about the fact that we'd been apart for almost a year. You know, I'm coming home soon, really looking forward to it, really looking forward to being able to really spend time together. And I was really looking forward to this trip. So as we're getting closer to the wedding, um, I'm trying to ask him questions about like, you know, uh, what's the plan? Um, what should I wear? And he really wasn't giving me specifics, which at the time I figured was you know, pretty normal guy stuff because sure, uh, especially with wedding dress codes, they can pretty much just wear slacks and a button down and they're done. But you need some specifics. <laughs> That's true. You need to know. So uh, eventually I just said, okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll just reach out to one of the other um, like wives, girlfriends in the friend group and ask them because I needed to know. And like he immediately responded and was like, oh no, it's a, it's a cocktail. I was like, oh, okay, great. Um, so went out, bought a new dress, super excited. And, um, anyway, I fly home and he picked me up from the airport. Like he always would, um, anytime I would fly home, he'd pick me up and then I'd stay the night at his place. And then he'd take me back to my parents first thing in the morning, um, on his way to work. And so I went, he picked me up from the airport and we went back to his apartment, stayed the night together. Um, and then the next morning we got up and, you know, it was really early cause he was dropping me off on his way to work. Um, so, you know, it's like six in the morning, um, we're driving to my parents and he, um, had recently moved into a new apartment and said he needed to stop at his old apartment on the way to my parents to do something. I figure dropping something off, picking up mail, whatever. Something. Yeah. Made sense to me. And the whole way we're driving, I'm, you know, talking to him like troubleshooting, you know, like, okay, so, uh, you know, we've got the rehearsal dinner tonight, which we're going to. So, um, I can meet you at your new apartment or I can pick like, I, you know, we were talking about who was going to drive when we were going to get there and doing the thing that you do when you're going to an event with somebody. So anyway, so we get to his apartment and he parks in the parking lot and like, I think he's getting out of the car. So I give him like a little cuddle and a couple of smooches and then we pull away 
from each other and he looks me in the eyes and says this isn't working out <laughs> and I said what <laughs> I guarantee you said it just like what <laughs> and I was just frozen and was probably silent for a while and asked what like what do you mean um excuse me yeah uh and probably with absolutely zero attitude I'm like what what do you mean puppy dog eyes because i what what do you mean uh so he just starts saying how like that's just not working i'm just not feeling it you know and so i am just racking my brain because like i knew things that seemed a little like strained or but not tense or anything just sort right. of Anyway, I'm just reeling from this situation and I start asking, you know, well, is it something I did? No. Is it, are you seeing somebody else? Right. No. Are you, is there somebody else you want to be seeing? No. And he just, he was just done apparently. And so I'm just sitting there and just, you know, crying and flabbergasted. I don't know what is going on. And- <laughs> I'm so confused right now. I thought we were going to your apartment. Like we were we're going to a wedding tonight. What the hell? I just flew here from Texas to go to a wedding with, with you. you. Like spend a romantic weekend. Like all of my coworkers were joking that, you know, oh, he's probably gonna propose to you. Oh God. Which I didn't know that. To be fair, we were not at that place in the relationship, but sure. it was still that was that was the vibe. <laughs> I was romantic weekend with my boyfriend who I don't get to see much. Anyway, so I'm just Ugh. just static in my brain trying to figure out what <sighs> and just tears, tears running down Aww. my face. Um, and so finally I just I said something along the lines of like, you know, yeah, I, you know, I could tell you were really struggling with something the last, you know, month or so. You know, I couldn't figure out what's going on and you don't want to talk about it, but yeah, you were really struggling. And I just didn't realize that what you were struggling with was how much you didn't want to be with me. And he said, Yeah. Oh God. punch him in the face. <laughs> don't punch. I I was just so shocked, crying. I don't know what to do with myself. And he says, you know, I'm I'm sure you don't want to be you know, anywhere near me right now, you don't, I'm probably the last person you want to be with. So, you know, I can leave you here if you want. <laughs> this man offered to leave me on the sidewalk outside of his old apartment complex with my luggage Ooh. at six in the morning. Oh, he figuratively dumped me and then literally tried to dump me on the side of the road. In the 6 a.m. old apartment cop up. Just I'll hitchhike. It's fine. Yeah. What it's like, what did he think? Like, how were you gonna get home? Like, what was his I know you don't know. That's a really good question. Anyway, so oh. he offers to leave me on the side of the road. What a kind offer. I know. Um gentleman. And I just froze and just stared at him. Felt like for you know five straight minutes of just pure shock and like incredulousness. I hadn't made it to anger yet, but it was- Disbelief. Disbelief, yes. And finally, after what felt like a thousand years of silence, (laughs) he said, would you like me to drive you to your parents' house? 
And I said, yes. No shit. And so he did. And his apartment was close or this old apartment was close to our parents' house, you know, 10 minute drive. And thank goodness it was not a moment shorter because that 10 minutes gave me enough time to sit in silence and let the shock wear off enough that I realized I was able to get mad. Yes. As opposed to just sad and shocked. There was enough time for the numbness to slightly wear off and then the- Fuck you, buddy. (laughs) Right. To come to the surface. We got to our our parents' house and this whole time, like throughout the whole thing, he's just like acting like he is just not just having a conversation. Like he's just like, yeah, you know, uh, I think this is what's bad. You know, like we'd had this, like we got on a date and then been like, oh, you know, not really feeling it. Not that we dated for over a year. The emotion was like, oh, you know, take care. <laughs> and so we got, we got in the toilet. I just nodded. <laughs> well, take care now. <laughs> Bye-bye then. Cause we, you know, parked in the driveway and I just turned to him and you know, so is it, so this is really what's happening right now? This is how this ends? Well, yeah. And I said, you know, you know, suddenly a lot of the pieces started, were starting to snap together as far as, you know, oh, he didn't want me talking to any of the other wives and girlfriends because they already knew I wasn't coming. Ugh. He never said I was coming. I was the last to know I wasn't invited to the wedding. He never, oh my that, God, whoa. I don't, I don't know that I can't say that with a hundred percent certainty, but that's how, why else wouldn't he want me to talk to them unless they already knew? There is a chance that he like never like RSVP. Like he was just knew he was going to. Or he told them well in advance that I wasn't going. Or now that I think about it, I mean, I don't think he was, would be smooth enough to find somebody else to go with him, but that was also an option. But either way, I was never going to this wedding. It's so funny because I felt like I've heard this story so many times that the rage within me would have subsided. <laughs> I'm really angry right now. I, I'm yeah, so mad. Yeah. I'm red. I'm red faced. Like the idea that like, I just think about, I, this is your story. So apologies. I, I know. But just like the idea that this little shit ball <laughs> That he like let you buy a dress, you know what I'm saying? Like he let you do all of these things. It's bad enough to let you come, to, like to go on this trip, but like the like just like knowing you were buying a dress, you were trying to coordinate, you were doing all those things. To think that the whole time he was like, "Well, <laughs> she's not going, but um, I'll just I'll just keep the charade because I don't want to deal with it yet." Right. Um, yes, D- indeed. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna be cussing up a storm in this one because it's it's personal. <laughs> uh, keep going. Keep no, going. I you're it. I appreciate what you're what you're saying. It's very validating. <laughs> anyway, so we're in the driveway, and then I, I'm just saying like, so this this is it. This is how this is ending. What the hell? And like I said, I'm putting the pieces together, and so I say, you know, realizing I was never going to the wedding, and I say that to him like, so I was never going to like. I was never actually going to this wedding. He's like, well, no. I was like, why did you do this? <sighs> why would you have me fly all the way here just to break up with me? I'm a sadist. <laughs> well, I thought you, you know, you could be home with your family and like they would help you feel better. I was like, you thought that would make me feel better? 
we zoomed every week. You could like, if you don't want to do, and he said something about how he, I didn't want to do it over the phone. It's like, we video chatted every week. That would have been fine. That would be the perfect time. Are you kidding me? He's trying to act like he's doing you a service. Exactly. That was the, he really thought he was doing something nice. Because really, I mean, really the easiest thing for him would have been just do it over Zoom. Yeah. But he just waited till the last possible minute. I don't know if he was like, I think I even said it, but I don't remember what he said back. Like, did you want to see me one last time just to make sure <laughs> that you didn't like me anymore? Yeah, I, did, I did say that. And he just looked, uh, 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 didn't say anything. But anyway, so we're in the driveway and I'm actually managing to lay into him which for me at the time especially was not my move no not at all. I very much was the okay I'm so sorry if there's something I did that made you treat me like crap my backbone had not been installed yet yes um vertebrae vertebrae it's, it's been put in place reclaimed uh, it it's there now it's you know it has its moments yes uh anyway and so I get out of the car and you know he doesn't help me with my luggage like I walk all the way around to the back, like yank my stuff out, close the car and like just sort of stand in the driveway for a minute. I was like, re- like, really, this is it? Like, okay. And then as I'm about to walk away, he says, don't be surprised if I reach out to see how you're doing. <laughs> and I said, don't be surprised if I don't answer. What the f***? You just had to get that last nice guyism in. <laughs> And then, and on top of that, like going back a moment to when he picked me up from the airport, it was raining and he, you know, pulled up to pick me up and did not help with my luggage that time either. God. And then, and again, backing up a little to before I got out of the car, he even said like, why didn't you just drive me home last night? He's like, well, I thought it'd be nice. Like, and that's when I said, you want to like one last night just to make sure you, you like, "Mm." Yeah, I don't like her. Yeah, just I wanted to make sure, but yeah, I just need to know for for sure, just for sure. Eh, we're gonna we're gonna leave her on the side of the road like some garbage. <laughs> that's what she is. This is side of the road shit. I've, yeah. I've decided it's just like a McDonald's bag out the window. So many terrible choices in a row. Every time a choice was presented to him, he made the wrong one. Yes, the most not just the wrong one, but the most painful, selfish, rude choice yes douchebag choice which and again the whole time he's just being you know i don't want to say super pleasant but just like yeah you know i'm really sorry it didn't work out you know like again like we had gone on a coffee date and we're like "Eh, we're not really feeling it like a bad job interview they're like oh we're not actually we're gonna go with the other candidate but yeah not you know a year-long relationship where you know we said i love you and had planned for you know future finding a place together when i moved back oh but just like oh you know take care friend (laughs) anyway so yeah we end with him saying don't be surprised if i reach out to check on you and i say don't be surprised if i don't answer and then i go into the house and again it's at this point probably 6 30 in the morning nobody's awake nor should they be so i go upstairs and just curl up in one of the rooms upstairs and then you know mom came in because she'd heard me coming in the house and i was buried under the blankets wallowing as is my right in this situation uh and she you know said hey good morning you know how are you and then, you know, she saw I was crying and she said, oh my, you know, what's wrong? What happened? I sat up from my burrow 
and said, you know, he dumped me. And she said, what? And he said, yeah. And then, you know, immediately she brings me downstairs. Like we sit down at the counter in the kitchen. She makes me a coffee and I tell my tale (laughs) of what had just happened to me. And she was horrified and also incredulous and just, uh, you know, again, very validating that what I had just experienced was um, unusual. Insane. (laughs) Terrible. Terrible. Like if I swear, if like, if I read that in a script, I'd be like, okay, well, no one would actually do that. That's like too much. (laughs) Like at this point you can hopefully dear listener, See what I mean by the whole like, oh, 90s, early O's rom-com shenanigans. Ugh. Where the, you know, career gal comes home to visit her beau. And, you know, again, the only thing I didn't happen was I didn't catch him in bed with anybody. Yeah. Which that might have been better. Honestly, it would have been less weird. <laughs> it would have been less like body invasion of the body snatcher. Like, are you a human being at this point? Like, right. are you in and there? Least, Hello. Yeah. He never gave me a, a reason aside from it's not working out i'm not feeling it and again like left on the note of like you know take care bye bye then i'll check on you later no no thanks i was like i we what i hope i never see you again asshole i hope i never hear from you exactly yeah so i tell my tale of sorrow and woe to mom uh i don't know an hour or so later you wake up and come downstairs and you know you see we're in the middle of a Yes. Conversation. Yes. And, you know, ask what's going on. And I say, you know, oh, you know, he dumped me and you were still fairly sleepy, but at the same time, what? Yes. Just what? And I just remember you sitting at the counter and me standing across uh, from you, like going through the whole story and every single step, all you said was, what? I felt like I was like dreaming or something because it was so insane to me first of all no offense to the people you well some offense actually offense where offenses do but you always dated for a lot i felt like dated beneath you i feel like you are a catch and these guys should have been thinking they're lucky stars that you dated them anywho so the idea that this mm, this dude, this man, baby. Neckbeard having. Yes, he was a neckbearded big baby. Point being, you were so wonderful. Like, there was never a universe that I didn't think you'd be like, oh, shit, I really lucked out. Like, I need to I need to make sure that I'm doing everything I can. And then to have him be so awful. And, like, I just remember when you're like, yeah, and he, like, wanted to leave me on the side of the road with my bags. And I was like, What? No, what? Say that again. He did. Where was he? Are you sure? <laughs> like, I just, I could not believe the story. I just could it, not Because it's unbelievable. Because it. it was like, that's not even like a human being. That's like a bizarre, like, it really feels like a Black Mirror or a Twilight Zone. <laughs> You're better off. But uh, yeah. that was f***ing crazy that he like, Wasn't it just? That any person on earth would ever think the nicest thing to do is to invite someone to a wedding you know they're not going to let that they live thousands of miles away from Uh, that yes they live thousand miles away let them spend money on a dress give them all the details even though you know that they're not going like 
the fact that he intercepted you talking to someone else really shows right that he, pre that he knew what he was, was doing yes this was like a what do you call that when it's a crime premeditated it was a premeditated <laughs> pre yeah premeditated douchebaggery indeed but and then to bring and then like to break up with you at six don't break up with someone at 6 a.m first After of all you spent the night together yeah, mm -mm, not at 6 a.m i don't want i don't want to do anything at 6 a.m i <laughs> definitely don't want to be broken up with he didn't even give you a coffee what the hell to break up with you and then to just like okay you want to like oh did you did you want to get out did you want to get out and i'll just leave you on the side of the road like that's that's the part where we really like that's all of it's awful and yeah. unacceptable and unexpected but that is where we like jump that's where the shark jumps. Yeah, that, that is the shark jump. That's, that's the point. where it's just, which in a weird way, I'm kind of glad that that happened because it was so ridiculous. Yes. And so beyond the pale of anything that it, it helped me realize how shitty the whole situation yeah. was in that moment. Because I was still just in shock. And then also me being me, especially me at the time, like, oh, no, what did I do? Like, oh, no, you're an asshole for sure. That's that's an asshole move. There had been several record scratch moments in that whole conversation, but that was where the record shattered and somebody threw the whole record player out a window and it fell down 10 stories and landed on a the concrete with a grand piano falling on top of it. Like, Acme Anvil. We're done here. <laughs> oh, okay. Just... Okay. Bye forever. Yeah, I don't... I yes, agree. bye forever indeed. Like, there are... When so, especially when it's so sudden, those are, I feel like those are really hard to get over because you're just like, what the heck just happened? But when they do something so awful within that like sudden break apart, you're like, oh, I can just, I'll hold on to that. And anytime I think, what did I do? Or like, should I have not? Or sh is there still something there? I'll just think, oh no, he did in fact try and leave me on the side of the road. Like a bag of garbage. What? Or roadkill. <laughs> like a squished turtle. It, like he, he really did. thought he was doing the most. Like being yes. so... Well, he did do them. Like he was very in your relationship. Like remember he left all those weird post-its or whatever. I mean, he, he did a lot of performative... Yes, exactly. That's my point. Um, Things which, especially being long distance for, a, you know, a chunk of the relationship, I think... Had we been in the same city, I might have noticed a bit of these. Uh, there may have been a few red flags before the the flag. The flag. Uh, wow. The flag. The big old abandoned side of the road flag. Yeah. I well, I think there might have been warning signs. <laughs> a little flashing However, light. Yes. There a lot of the, again, looking back, I said yeah. 2020, a lot of the things he did were sort of the, you know, I'm doing this because... I'm supposed to do this. Yes. And it wasn't like he was spiteful about it or, um, you know, how certain nice guys, you know, feel put upon. Sure. Like, they'll do that. Like, they'll buy you flowers, but you know, like. They'll pay for it. Or just like they, you know, they they show like, oh, it's such an effort for me to right. give you basic human dignity. <laughs> God dang how it. How dare you want me to treat you like a person? This is really hard on me. Uh, yes, which was not his move, but it was, yeah, looking back on it, it was very much like, these are the things you do. Yes. You know? We just like had a conversation on the podcast. I, was it with Naya? Yeah. With Naya, like that one of the things is nice guys will 
uh, it's called a fun fungibility fungibility where they don't see women as individuals. Yes. So they do like, they'll do an act of kindness, but they'll do the same act of kindness for every girl. And it's yes. like, they never do unique things. It's like, oh, this is just the thing I do. That's charming. This is just the thing I do. That's romantic. Right. It's, it's that assumption that women have a hive mind. Sure. You know, it, it goes along with the same idea. Thinking it's a compliment to tell a woman, uh, oh, you're not like other girls. Oh my God. Because <clears throat> like, you might actually be a person yuck but yeah exactly yeah it was very much the performative this is what i you know yeah there wasn't it wasn't anything that was personal right. to me and it wouldn't be that difficult to make an effort in that way and like I tailor made, it to you yeah. yeah and i made an effort in that way for him when we dated like you always did. i specifically you know would get gifts or plan dates that were things he really enjoyed and you know again looking back we always did things that he wanted to do and let's know. do everything that you want to do yeah it's, it's, what is what is that from i don't know right let you things you want to do yeah sorry go ahead no but um so yeah yeah there was a lot of that as well um i think that's one of the most like troubling and like things I really didn't notice at the time, but like looking back, it's the same for me, dating history. It's like, I would go out of my way. I would make things with my hand. Like I would, I've made like, I made, remember when I made that microphone for a certain someone that was covered in the cartoon character he enjoyed? I do, yeah. Yes. I, like I would literally like build things for them. I'd create things. Like I would, I would go out of my way to tailor like unique gifts to their very unique interests and then they'd be like here's a necklace i remember i got a certain boyfriend in high school i was like do not give me jewelry please i would rather a like handwritten letter because you we're like it's like sent like i want to feel like you know me you get me i was like please don't get me please please don't give me that um and he's like okay and then he got me the Jane Seymour necklace, the one that looked like butts or testicles. The the yeah, you were. Oh, you remember? I remember necklace. the ball necklace. Yeah, and I had to wear it, and I I did not. I don't even wear jewelry, so I wore that. And then everyone at school was like, "Not to be crude, sorry, this was high school." They're like, "That looks like a person, two people in '69." <laughs> I was like, "Let me just wear my butter balls necklace, like." uh but or balls not but er balls just to clarify that would have been better a turkey necklace would have been better i would have chosen a turkey honestly i would have preferred right. well and then jerky as another example not from my own dating history but a, a friend of mine she um is allergic to uh wine and any sort of like grape based no. alcohols um and on a trying to like have a romantic evening her significant other ordered a very expensive bottle of champagne and like this has been a thing for a long time this is not new let me poison you <laughs> it would be like your partner saying hey you know what sounds great mango mango sorbet would you oh. like to have a body rash for the next three weeks it's just baffling it's but again, so it was, bizarre it was that's what you do yeah, exactly. It's like, it's not about, it's, ugh. it's performative. It is performative. It's performative and it completely disregards your humanity. Yeah. Your humanity. The fact that you're an individual and like, it just shows you <laughs> rant time. It just shows you like these men don't know you. 
Like these men do not, either they don't know you or they don't care enough to know you. Or, or both. Or both. I don't feel like anybody I dated, like maybe other than a handful of guys, and I dated a lot of guys to be fair, I would say a handful even had an inkling of who I was as a person and the rest just made it up. Well, I feel like they, those people who don't make an effort, it's because they're not the ones that are supposed to make an effort. We are. Yes. We. Yes. Especially looking at my own dating history, including the subject of today's podcast. It was a lot of, you know, the whole relationship was what I could do for them or how I could make them feel or how I could add to their life. Yes. And it was not about what they were adding to my life, which, you know, was nothing. A tale as old as time for us ladies. Anyway. So yeah, basically the, the, main event of this story ends with me telling my family you mom and dad what on earth happened and you know our other sister as well and everyone also being incredibly flabbergasted and um me just spending the weekend wallowing and I did you know being in town since I wasn't going to a wedding anymore I got together with some of my girlfriends who still lived in town and that was good um and yeah, as far as the, you know, epilogue or, you know, <laughs> epilogue. aftermath, whatever, um, I went, uh, <laughs> I went back to where my job was and all of my coworkers were, you know, saying, oh, how was the wedding? And so I got to tell all of them, well, about that, uh, I got there and he dumped me i did not go to a wedding but i did almost go to a funeral yeah <laughs> did almost kill someone his or mine if he'd left me on the side of the road i could have been run over Who knows? <laughs> somebody's going someone's gonna be six feet under oh uh and so that was fun getting to explain to the people that were teasing me about getting engaged like oh no he he actually dumped me yeah, I bet they thought it was a joke at first. Uh, not from my face. <laughs> uh, I think it was pretty clear that it was very serious. <laughs> the word go. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. Getting to explain to everybody. Um, and then uh, that next weekend, I was in a show uh, that was running the whole summer. Um and the way that the show worked, it was uh, double cast. So because it ran the whole summer, which was Jesus. super fun. Um, so I was not on for the weekend before because I was supposed to be spending a romantic weekend with my boyfriend. Whoopsie. Anyway, so it's the next time that I'm performing and I'm just in the dressing room. I'm ready to go. And I get a little, a little ding on my phone. No. Yes. <laughs> Right before we're supposed to start. And, uh, you know, it's him saying, hey, I hope you have a great show. Break a leg. Like nothing had happened. What a freaking Looney Tune. What in the world of all. You know what? Now, you know, you know what? Now that you have broken my heart as much as one can with being a complete a-hole um, and left me on the side of the road, attempted to leave me on the side of the road. You know what I think you should do? I really think right before I'm performing, right before I'm going on stage. In front of, I, I, it was a huge theater. I mean, it was maybe 
it was like 300, 400 people. Mm, that, that's a perfect time to f***ing pop back up. Like a demonic uh, groundhog. Like, there I am. Hey, just thought I might try and ruin this as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's spread the misery around. Because it wasn't bad enough, you know, flying all the way out there just to get dumped after thinking we were going to spend a really wonderful romantic weekend and really feeling like we were going to spend a lot of time reconnecting and mm-hmm. planning for when I was coming home. That was the other thing. I was literally coming home in two months. Like not, and not even, you know, I, I would never tell somebody to stay in a relationship longer than you need to, but sure. really, <laughs> or you couldn't, again, like this was the choice you made. If you wanted to push it off, why when I just push till then? Yeah. If you wanted me to be home with my family when you were going to break up with me. Yeah. Like, or do it on Zoom. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. This isn't like 1950 where, you know. Well, I, the carrier pigeon can't get there. So I better just. Oh, you know, the telegram might not make it. Literally, you see my face. Just there do it. So many, so many terrible choices. So many. Uh, but yeah, so that is one of my. Uh, <laughs> From the vault. We're, we're going to have to bring you back, Patey, because that was uh, quite the story from the vault. Yeah, that, that's a classic. That is a classic. I Yeah, that's one of my favorite stories to tell people. Because, And again, I, you know, if you feel comfortable telling your terrible, nice guy stories, I don't necessarily mean on a podcast. Um, I just, I will say as much as it was embarrassing and felt humiliating telling people what happened, their reactions to it were incredibly validating and reassuring. I mean, there's a reason people post on Reddit, like, you know, like, am I crazy? Right. Or was this a terrible situation? And it's like, terrible, 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 terrible. And I mean, even just, you know, you and mom's reaction right off the bat and then dad and then, you know, our older sister's reaction. And then I, I just, it's very validating. And, you know, as much as it might not be fun to talk about this stuff, you know, the more you talk it to the people that, you know, love you and care about you. And it's nice to get that validated. Yeah. I think it's very easy to lose sight of reality. It's very easy for nice guys to get you kind of twisted. and <laughs> They're very manipulative generally and gaslighting, basically, you know, they, they make, absolutely they make you question your reality. They mm-hmm. get you, to think that a lot of what they do is normal. I mean, geez, they're literally convincing you they're nice guys. And And clearly they're not. So yeah, I I would suggest the same thing because there are times when I was saved by telling a story, I feel like. Right, and it's one of those- Oh, that's not normal? Oh, your your boyfriend didn't do that to you? (laughs) It's like you, you know, you know, people joke about how like, oh, I told a joke about, you know, my dating history and, you know, nobody laughed. They asked if I was okay. It's like, oh, not fu- Oh, that wasn't oh, okay. Oh, that's not funny. Oh, well, and this is funny now. Yeah. Which is, I, I think- We weren't laughing at the tech. No, <laughs> I do remember pretty quickly after, I think it was like when all of us were together at the house, being like, at some point, this is going to be really funny. Not right now. This is terrible, but this is going to be a good story later. Eventually, we will laugh at this. And here we are. Laughing. <laughs> All right, Peyton. Well, thank you so much for being here for today's episode. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have you back, obviously. Yeah, we, we've got some more. Uh, we'll go back into the vault. As we were having this conversation, I, I you know, more things popped up. Yes. <laughs> that tends to, tends to happen. Yeah. People people start with one story like, and that reminds me. And then right. more. Uh, well, we will have you back. For well, thank you. More I look forward to the it. Vault. The vault. 
All right. Thank you to everybody who's listening. Uh, if you want to share your story on the podcast, per Peyton's advice, uh, please feel free to share your stories with the F the Nice Guy podcast by submitting your stories to F the Nice Guy podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being with us here and listening to our stories from the vaults. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've had a blast. And um, as always, my friends, F the nice guy. <laughs> I like the delivery. <laughs>